Kalen Mawson, 17, the baby face shitter, as some had called him, <laughs> wrongly. Is there audio for this? I didn't actually defecate on the seat. That's, that's God's honest truth. And I know that because a man who sits next to us actually tweeted saying, I can confirm he didn't defecate on the seat. Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howard Magazine's WhatAHoward.com, and we have got a big show for you this week. So many insane things happening in and around the world of football that we might not be able to get to all of them, but we're going to try. So here to help us do that, that noble venture, my two co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Bailey, Mr. Theo Messi. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on in your life? I'm not too bad, thanks, Brooks. I'm wearing two things today. Well, I'm wearing more than two things, but two things I'd like to highlight. <laughs> underwear um, and socks. Underwear and socks. It, uh, no, no socks, no service. That's what they say in this house. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Adidas Predator Tango 18.1 TRs are on my feet. Oh, They're these lovely new shoes from the Adidas. Adidas uh, shout out. We are looking for sponsors on this show, apropos of nothing. I'll just put that out there. Are we um, looking for sponsors, or am I looking for a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, you're I, the only one. I have no Adidas on me at all at the moment. Uh, I, I'm going to ask Adidas to send me the world's smallest violin so I can play it for you. How's that <laughs> as long as it's three stripes branded, it's perfect. Yeah. The other thing I'm wearing, by the way, is a black eye, as you can see. Oh, what happened, Ryan? Who hurt you? My old lady's been beating me up. Oh. Was it Jack McPintsnackle? McPintsnackle <laughs> came over. He was a bit drunk. He, you know, he, he heard what I said about the uh, Huddersfield Tourism Board in an anecdote <laughs> to someone over dinner the other night. Very unhappy about it. No, actually, I was playing in my local rec league, and I went, you know, cross comes in. I'm thinking, right, diving head, a John Terry style. It's going to be fantastic. And it was John Terry style in the fact that I got kicked in the head. And <laughs> oh. I've got a big black eye now. Oh, no. At least you didn't swallow your tongue and yeah. almost die. Well, I didn't say that. Maybe I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> did you? But I didn't. No. Okay. All right. I'm good. fine. Clear that up. I'm fine. Good. I'm going to live. I've got a black eye, and I'm 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 slightly less handsome today. I'm feeling well, bad about it. Yeah, we're glad you you're look okay. like a badass. <laughs> it's true. We're glad you're okay, Ryan. But you cannot blame uh, this possible head injury on your Wayne Rooney prediction, which has gone going horribly wrong. So don't even think about that. I don't know you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sudden amnesia. What I'm day sure. is it? Who's the yeah. president? Yeah. I've got a prediction, and it's that Craig Shakespeare will be photographed with two balls <laughs> That's a sometime very, in the future. It's a very safe prediction. So, Theo, <laughs> aside from your safe predictions, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? I'm doing well. Again, I just want to reiterate that uh, what I am wearing is, is no Adidas product at the moment. And, and I just want to emphasize that sponsoring a fictional character should be should be up your up your alley, Adidas. You know the the reputation is clean. There's no backstory. We can build this brand together. <laughs> I think uh, Alex Hunter wears a hundred and seventy dollar Adidas shirt, doesn't he? There you go. So clearly, there's, uh, there's a historical right. precedent oh. for this type of thing. I don't even need the authentic. I'll even Plus take a t-shirt. Holler at your boy. We need to get you paired up with Nike and get some rivalry going here on the show. Get some uh, rival marketing gear going. Yeah, again, uh, I'm a fictional character. It's all good. I got no, I got no tragic backstory. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got no demons in the closet. There's literally no closet that exists yet. <laughs> yeah, you're let's in, make it happen. You're in the football witness protection program uh, for a reason, Theo. Yeah, 
We can always change the backstory. <laughs> well, anyway, I am wearing uh, a very old T-shirt, um, but it's amazingly still in one piece. It says, by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. It was made by an old friend of Dirty Tackle, Mr. Chris Toy of Studs Up fame. So hey. Some of you might remember the Studs Up comic. Great website, uh, great com- comic series. And we miss you, Chris. You had a, great character. T shirt line uh, for a while, and this was one of them. So I'm wearing it in honor of, of Chris Toy and Studs Up. You're talking like he died. Shout he's out not Chris dead. Toy. He's, no, he's still alive. Gang, gang. He's still alive. He's just not doing his comics anymore, and I miss them. I wish he, st- he would come back and do them again. But so the part back, died. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the comic part died. <laughs> oh. Anyway, speaking of uh, fictionality and uh, fantasy. Sorry, but maybe there's a Theo Messi comic that we could put in the works. That would be just, amazing. Just throwing that out there. That would Chris, be really amazing. Are you listening? The Adventures Sponsored of Chris, by a please. certain German apparel maker. Hmm? Puma. Puma. <laughs> I'm not picky. So, the Dirty Tackle Fantasy League. Sweet, sweet fantasy, Brooksy. On the Taga app. Once again, I finished top of our group, our little foursome. Uh, I had 162 points, 23rd overall. And once again, El Bobo, producer Bobo, finished right behind me with 142.25. And third place, way down in third place, Ryan Bailey, 111.5. Ryan, what is happening? You're getting nah, kicked in the face. You're failing in fantasy none of this, football. No, no, none of this suits my narrative. I don't like it. <laughs> but the most surprising number of all, Theo Messi, 26 Lacazette points. Very impressive total. You were still 167th Ooh. overall, so it didn't help that much. But Out of how many? Out of 186. So not... Not too bad. Yo, 20 of y'all are really fucking up. <laughs> they went with like the Drew strategy Because I've literally never logged in. Yeah. They went with the, the Andy Carroll strategy. <laughs> hey, a lot of imitators. But number one overall in uh, Game Week 15, Arsenal fan Jake Corley, 220 points, just edging out uh, Liverpool fan KJ Richer. Who also had 220, but somehow finished second. I don't know how Our that KJ, works. KJ, that's the homie. He's richer for it. Yeah. So that was a, a close race for one and two there. But um, yeah, Arsenal actually topped the table in something. So congrats to uh, to Jake Corley for making that happen. Yeah. Big congrats to you, my guy. Dirty tackle fans. Congrats league. for me not trying and you having a good <laughs> week. <laughs> Download the Taga app. Join us and. Uh, Knock Theo Messi down the, the totem pole a little bit further, please. He was a little too high this week. Yeah. Both, both literally and uh, uh, narcotically. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Dirty tackles of the week. Ryan, start us off. Who you got? Well, Brooksy, there's been such a rich field for dirty tackles this week. As you there say, really so much been. to get through. I wanted to go on Matteo Darmian's facial hair, the worst facial hair in all of soccer. <laughs> we we didn't even I don't think we even got time this week to talk about Zlatan Ibrahimovic and these bizarre comedy clips he's been putting on Twitter, which are the least funny thing in the world with his little I'm man enjoying bund assistant. Oh come on. The As first you know, one I, have, I have a weak spot for garbage. Zlatan. I'm enjoying them. Okay, well okay, well that avoids it then. I'm actually uh, gonna go for Southampton Football Club. 
So you're, you're gonna make like Liverpool right. and go after South Southampton. Yeah, yeah, you, you weaken weaken Liverpool by going after their uh, their feeder <laughs> club. Exactly, that's my logic here. No, I'm going. I I love Southampton. I lived there for three years. I went to university there. Uh, big big fan of the town. I actually lived on the road where the Dell was. The Dell. Oh, um, wow. which was fun. Very um, special. Yeah, very special. I, I, and my team Wimbledon. You got lived on a road where Dell. a Dell computer was stationed. <laughs> that's correct. Yep. yep. The one yep. Dell computer in the entire what town. What is special about that? It was the only one in town. Yeah, when I went to university, right. it was so long ago that there was only one computer in town when it was on that street. <laughs> Damn, the Hamptons were really whack back in the it, day. It was the yeah. size of a stadium. The one Exactly, the old Hamptons. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going for Southampton here because of their choice of attire in the uh, uh, last weekend's Premier League clash with Bournemouth, the New Forest, the South Coast Derby. You might have noticed, if you watch this one on your televisions, that Southampton were wearing red and white. Which is what they do. As they do. That's their home ship. Yeah. But this wasn't their home strip. This was their third kit. This was a specially commissioned third kit because their home kit clashed, as did their away kit. And I just lost my shit when I saw this because... (laughs) Okay, Southampton playing red and white, Bournemouth playing red and black. I can kind of see a clash there. So why not wear your predominantly blue away kit? No, they didn't do that. That makes sense. Instead, they went for this... Custom home kit, which they actually wore last year when they played Bournemouth as well. It's a one-off that they've worn. Well, it's a two-off, I suppose, because they wore it last year as well. But it's a plain white shirt with red detail, red and white striped socks. It's exactly the fucking same as their home <laughs> kit. Yeah, apparently the home kit clash. I don't understand these things. Why don't they have a permanent third kit? They could make more money by making a permanent third kit. Why aren't there rules that say your third kit has to be completely different colours to your home mate, kit? Mate, I'm mate, furious mate, about mate, this mate, whole situation. Mate, 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 just don't worry about <sighs> the fashion, yeah? Leave that to me. Yeah, Theo Messi's are fashion well, okay, Theo, so what do you say, the, Theo? Where does this fit in kit corner, Theo? I think you shouldn't be trying to stymie their creativity, you know, <laughs> if they want to release a third kit that is essentially a first kit. Who are you to say But no? that's not creative. Look at your that's shirt. Not, there's no creativity in you there. You look They're like you got your us. shirt from Old Navy Kids Department. <laughs> <laughs> what of it? I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that's not a good store. This shirt helped Ryan Bertrand do the worst throw-in of all time. I'm sure you've all seen the clip by now. <laughs> that was, I will say that that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, That's worth a dirty tackle. But did he do it on purpose? Well, he, he didn't do it on purpose. But then he did the cheeky look at the camera pointing at his watch saying, yeah, I'm just time-wasting here. Yeah, I'm such a lad. I'm such a lad in my fucking third kit that shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> lads, lads, lads. <laughs> anyway, that got my goat this week or last week. Jeez. Uh, still, Ryan, still, would it upset you more if I told you they made a special Alex Hunter version of that third kit? <sighs> I need to go and be alone for a few minutes. <laughs> we might need to change Ryan's specific dirty tackle of the week to like the get off my lawn portion of the <laughs> yeah, program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was grinding my gears this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Theo, what is your dirty tackle of the week? All right, it's time to tackle some real fucking problems, huh? <laughs> Let's do it. So last week... Huh. Wait a belittle my DT. Thanks, dear. I'm telling you, leave the fashion to me. I'm serious next time. Uh, so last last week, we talked about a Sunderland fan who was caught defecating in his own stadium. After hey, a poor... yeah. Leave the stadium shit into me, okay? That's my, that's my domain. Oh, uh, all right. All right, mate. Anyway, photos on social media. This guy, pants, around, pants and trousers, however you call them, around his ankles, uh, seemingly taking a dump... Inside the Stadium of Light, a very majestic scene. If you can, not picture in the bathroom it. though. 
Not in the bathroom. No, no, not not in the bathroom. In his in his very seat that he sat in. <laughs> Come to find today that Poogate is potentially all farce. So check out this headline from the Mirror: Poogate Sunderland fan. I next twelve beers and six ciders, and all I'd eaten were two chocolates from my advent calendar. <laughs> Standard. Standard. So that so that sets the Standard stage. Sunderland diet, yeah. <laughs> Basically, and Boba, Boba, we're gonna have you pipe in some of this audio. But Kalen Mawson, seventeen, the baby face shitter, as some had called him <laughs> wrongly. Is there audio for this? Ha- yeah, yeah. 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 There, there's an audio interview on <laughs> okay. the mirror. So Callum Mawson, seventeen, the wrongly accused baby face shitter. Uh, they said he defecated in the stadium of light, but now he's come forward to deny these claims, and the police have actually confirmed that he did not shit. What happened was he got so goddamn drunk and only ate two chocolates out of his advent calendar, <laughs> which, by the way, I'm sure pulling your pants down in a stadium is breaking a rule. Eating two advent chocolates in one morning, that's breaking yeah, another yeah. rule. So this guy that's is... A, that's big era. A big Young Callum is off the fucking rails at this point but he, he speaks measuredly so Bobo pipe in this audio you can hear his side of the story so from getting at the stadium I think the only way that this could have happened is I must have just sat in my seat and just been that been that in, ba- in that bad of a way that maybe I just thought that it was a toilet and then done that I don't know but like I said I don't know what was going through my head I can't remember any of it and I just am apologetic for it and it won't happen again I didn't actually defecate on the seat. That's that's God's honest truth. And I know that because a man who sits next to us actually tweeted saying, I can confirm he didn't defecate on the seat. And so what we found is that, no, Calum did not take a shit. Isn't it Callum? Stop saying just, Calum. Calum, Callum. <laughs> no one's called Calum. What, what a weird name. <laughs> it's a per- perfectly normal name. Like Theo. <laughs> Anywho. So it comes to be that babyface Callum was, in fact, just having a piss in the stadium. He uh, he was blackout drunk off his uh, 12 bottles of Budweiser, they say, and six Strongbow ciders. Uh, he'd been out to a party the night before until 8 a.m. He said he started drinking the next day around 9 a.m., went to the football, pissed drunk, fell asleep, pulled his pants down, had a bit of a piss in his seat, uh, wrongly <laughs> accused of shitting. Now he's worried that he's going to lose his job. He's worried that he's going to be banned from the Stadium of Light. Who are you I stand, tackling here? I stand with Callum. Tackle? I dirty tackle the people that have wrongly accused Callum <laughs> of going number two poo-poo in the Stadium of Light. <laughs> why, why are you dirty tackling those people and not because the they've put pissed in the stadium with his because pants down? False accusations, man. They've put the baby-faced assassin, the baby-faced <laughs> shitter, turned the baby-faced baby pisser face when he sits shitter. down. They've turned him into a villain when really he sounds like quite a nice kid. He just had six pints of fruit cider, a few Budweiser's, made a wrong decision. He's very apologetic about this. He says his parents are standing by him. He's a bit worried he's going to get sacked and banned from the Stadium of Light. But the cops have come and they've confirmed there was no shit. He doesn't want to be known as the Stadium of Light shitter. Nobody would want to be known as that. I stand with you, Callum. Dirty tackle to the haters. The, the baby face shitter sounds like a member of the Putang clan, first of all. Ooh. Secondly, how could he even stand and make it to the match if he only if he drank that much and only had two advent chocolates in his belly? That's what friends are for. He's 17 years old. He's 17, yeah. this kid. If you look at the pictures of he him, he looks on like the he's website, 12. Yeah. yeah. No, his his skin looks like he's 80, but his face <laughs> looks like he's 17 because he must be he's drinking like 19. That's what drinking 12 Budweiser's and six Strongbow ciders a day will do to you. <laughs> what I, I what? Oh, I have so many questions about this. This, I tell you, this ask, wouldn't ask away. I'm an expert. I'm his standing lawyer. I'm here to field all questions. Go. Okay. 
I mean, it's. A, I, I, I grew question. up in England. I know that. I know that you can have a drink before you're 18 years old. I I did it. Lots of people do it. But I'd have ever have 18. I'd have maybe I'd have maybe four or five advent calendar chocolates <laughs> if I was going to have that Yo. much. There's a ratio you got to consider here. I could have dirty tackled Callum for that, but I'll let him slide. I feel bad you know for what? the kid. This wouldn't have happened pre-Brexit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh wow! This this is an incredible story. This this is uh, perhaps the greatest story in the history of the Dirty Tackle podcast. I, Dirty Tackle and the haters. Far, they, Callum says, "I don't know what was going through my head when I did it. I really don't." There's been people messaging me, giving me nineteen Budweiser was going through his head. I don't want people to think I don't care. I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> and the pictures are literally of him pants down, sitting on his seat like it's a toilet. It's incredible. Yeah. But as a as a statement, I get it because he's been watching his team shit on the field for like a year <laughs> yeah. now. So I get it as like a political statement, and I don't know. This could have been handled better, I think. Yeah, and it's still no match for Gary <laughs> Lineker, who pooed on the pitch during a World Cup match. So that's a whole nother level. But yeah, uh, and actually, Lineker did a self self defecating <laughs> self deprecating tweet about it. The lesson here is if you're not going to eat when you drink this much, you need to eat at least seven advent calendar <laughs> chocolates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Otherwise, you're going to be doing either a number one and a potential number two in your favorite football team stadium and get put blasted all over social media. New dirty tackle rule. One, don't pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two, at least a ratio of one to three. One chocolate to three alcoholic beverages. Should we say that? Yeah, that's, that's I think a that's good fair. Call. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. New rules. New rules. And and don't drink Budweiser. That's a that's a general rule too. Don't drink Budweiser. That's that's no good for anybody. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor us, then drink a lot of Budweiser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We love Budweiser. Twelve beers and six ciders in Sunderland. That must have cost upwards of two pounds fifty. I think. <laughs> by the way, I don't know where he got the money from. I mean, I mean, the people coming to to Callum's rescue is is amazing. So there's a lad who sat next to me put on Twitter saying it didn't happen. He said, That's good. "I can confirm he didn't have a shit in his seat." He said, "I can confirm he had a piss." Case closed. Yeah, there's no poo snitching, but pee snitching is okay. Please, let's move on. Yeah, I can't top that. I can't even come even close. But uh, Callum, I'm with you, bro. Stay he, strong. Uh, I guess the American equivalent of pooing in your seat is what's happening in U.S. <laughs> soccer right now. And the latest yeah. development there, Sunil Gulati, the current president of the USSF, is apparently not running for re-election. Uh, a, kind of a shocking decision there. He seemed like a, despite all the new candidates, he seemed like a lock to to win re-election given his entrenchment there but he's standing down and i find it kind of curious uh this is by the way a dirty tackle on sunil because he needs one more on his way out the door but he's not really leaving the u.s soccer realm um so though he won't be ussf president anymore he will remain on the fifa executive committee uh collecting a nice salary there by the way and he will remain at the head of the u.s 2026 World Cup big committee um, with Mexico and, and Canada. So he's still heavily involved. And the most curious thing about this whole situation is that the day after he announced that he's standing down, uh, the president of Soccer United Marketing, which is the for-profit marketing arm of U.S. 
Soccer Federation. Uh, her name is Kathy Carter. She announced that she will be running for USSF president. So it seemed like there was some orchestration there between Gulati standing down and Carter stepping up. Maybe Gulati realized that his image was so tarnished by everything happening, all the calls for his, his uh, dismissal, that he had to take a step back <clears throat> and kind of step back into the shadows and run things from, from there. And so Kathy Carter is stepping up. Now, just to be clear, I'm all for women running for USSF president. I think that's great. I wish there were more. I am not all for the president of Soccer United Marketing running for USSF president. That seemed like a major conflict of interest, this for-profit major. arm of a nonprofit entity taking over the nonprofit part, uh, potentially. I don't like it. I think that's bad. And she's so, I agree. You know, to have another person so entrenched in this system that has failed uh, U.S. soccer seems like a major, major problem and could yeah. be just more I, the same. I don't echo your, your dirty tackle on Sunil out the door. I, I almost think <clears throat> this is like a, a job well done to American soccer fans for, for causing such a stink uh, after see, the U.S. failed to qualify for the World Cup that public perception actually did get him out. He said as much to the New York Times. But see, he said I think this is a big Public switch. opinion was waning. Sure, sure. He if she, if she gets it, though, but we're not there yet. We're not there someone yet. in. It's, you know, new boss, same as the old boss. For sure. But, I, again, she needs to go through due process and be elected. So, at, at this point, who's to say if she is the next USF president? Well, I think um, she becomes if, the if immediate you, favorite. You think? Because if you yeah, look at her fucking document she put out, it says a big load of nothing. Vision. We have three bullets here. Second to none. If I am president, I will lead the federation with the goal of making soccer the leading sport in America. I mean, whose document? Okay. What candidate put Ascendancy out a, a in document? international competitions. <laughs> Our national teams must strive for excellence and dominate or continue to dominate in, in, in international competitions. Okay, again. Leadership on the world stage. Winning the right and hosting the most important event on the planet, the 2026 FIFA World Cup, blah, 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 blah. That's great. That says a bunch of fucking nothing But to how me. is that any worse than what Eric Winalda said or any of the other candidates? Well, Eric Winalda at least is is speaking for a change, whereas this seems like I'm going to keep the status quo exactly. and not give you any details about it. Yeah, more of the same. <laughs> more shadowy control from the same people in power. So this is a dirty tackle for Sunil's attempt at a uh, plot to retain power, but just not in as much of a public way, because uh, I think that's what he's doing here, and I don't buy I, it. I don't think it's going to work. I, see, my fear is that it will. But I guess we will. Don't see. be afraid. I'll put a little blankie on you. Snuggle you up. You'll be okay. Any, anyway, I I'm now uh, backing uh, Callum, the Poogate Sunderland man, as USSF president. That's my that's my endorsement. Hey, I mean, watch the interview again. He, he <laughs> seems like a he seems like a very composed young man. He he will bring the change that we need in U.S. soccer when he's not 19 drinks deep. <laughs> I, I think we, Yo, we need a English guy. You got any thoughts on on American soccer? You want to be the president? No, I don't care at all about any of you. What you're saying? Cool. <laughs> Good. Well, on that note, those are our dirty tackles of the week. Uh, so yeah, don't eat Advent candy and drink Budweiser and then shit on your seat. That's just bad. Don't do that. We well, can do all of those things, but just not all at the same time. Yeah, not all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad we settled that. All right. Well, let's move on to our our sponsor this week. Here's a word from our sponsor. 
From the makers of Firmino Shine comes new Firmino Shine Klopp formula. Get your front teeth looking better than your back line with the greatest gift Brazil has given Germany since the semi-finals of the 2014 World Cup. Firmino Shine Klopp edition is strong enough to turn teeth yellower than a Borussia Dortmund shirt into pearly whites as perfect as James Milner's jawline. Hello, I'm Jürgen Klopp and I guarantee Femino Shine Klopp Edition will have you smiling like you just kept Barcelona from signing Coutinho each and every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Femino Shine Klopp Edition is available anywhere the Sun newspaper isn't sold. Femino Shine Klopp Edition may cause dizziness, a propensity to make funny faces, convulsions and a failure to see the merits of defending. Don't use Femino Shine Klopp Edition if you're a mank, nearsighted or averse to hugging. Alrighty, ladies and gents, it's time for your favourite segment of the Dirty Tangle Podcast, a little segment I like to call True Aya! True Aya! True, I drank six true strong both ciders and had a piss. Yes, indeed, <laughs> the rumours are true. Uh, true Aya is your favourite segment. It goes a little bit like this. I read out some statements. Some are true, some are false. You have to guess which ones are which. Theo E and Brooksy, are you ready, ye? Theo E, ready, ye. Ready, ye. Let's get started in one of the worst parts of London, Croydon. More specifically, Selhurst Park, home of Crystal <laughs> Palace. You might have seen last week that there was um, a, a redevelopment plan announced. £100 million is being spent to uh, turn Croydon from uh, downtown Baghdad into something a bit <laughs> oh. nicer. Um, Ryan, that's the current home of Roy Hodgson. How can you badmouth it like that? <laughs> I'm sorry for the disrespect, Roy. I was a Wimbledon season ticket holder at Selhurst Park for <laughs> four years, and it's the worst place in the world. <laughs> anyway, they're trying to uh, up the capacity, make it all look shiny and nice. In the new development, there is going to be the Alan Pardew stand. True or false? Wow. That false. It's the Alan Pardew flesh colored goatee stand. <laughs> <laughs> David Brent stand. <laughs> that has to be false, but just the mere He's a club thought, legend. What are you talking about? Just the, the mere thought of it has made my brain melt. I hope it's false. If it is true and they bring him out to name it, I hope he does the... You know what I'm saying? That the dance. shimmy? The little yeah, dance? The, oh, yeah, of course. The like FA Cup final. One up, yeah, when he goes one Party of shimmy? Yep. That's yeah, all he's yeah. good for. Well, I think they should at least put a giant mural of him on the side of one of the stands or something. It's what he deserves. With goatee or without goatee? Uh, retractable goatee. And with the glasses on or glasses off? Uh, retractable glasses. Yeah. It's the future. Did you see things. how technologically advanced that stadium looks? It's, it's, the, it's the way. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. They manage. I don't know what. There's no. There's no chance in hell they're going to make uh, Silhurst Park look like these pictures. It's just. It's not physically possible. <laughs> it literally looks like the nicest soccer stadium in the world. There's no chance. Yeah. Like, you know how there was that stadium, what was it, the one in, uh, they tried to blow it up and it didn't work. Well, last oh, in week, Detroit? Whatever that was. The, uh, the Detroit the Silver Stadium. Dome. They could, yeah, the Silver Dome. They could, it didn't uh, work, they, they just drove a bus Selhurst in front Park. of it. <laughs> they could put the same no, no, amount no, no. of explosives in, in Selhurst Park and it would make Selhurst Park look better afterwards. I can guarantee yeah. it. Anyway, sure. uh, this one is false, I'm afraid, although in I'm sure in about 10 or 20 years' time there will be a Pardew stand there because he's the only legend they've got. Um, <laughs> but what caught my eye from this story about this Steve Parrish, the club chairman, who's a bit of a knob himself, he says um, 
uh, he, the only thing I wish we could do in this new sta- a stadium is have a retractable roof because I think watching football indoors, <laughs> those indoor stadiums are amazing. What indoor stadiums, <laughs> what? Steve? What indoor stadiums? Those what are you ones. talking about? <laughs> those ones over there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, exactly. He wants, in, he wants a retractable roof which will never be used. So uh, bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Kylian Mbappe. He of Paris Saint-Germain fame. Fappy Mbappe. Fappy Mbappe. Fappy Mbappe has a pet hamster. It is called Messi. True or false? Ooh. If that's true, Neymar is going to have a major issue with that. Why didn't mm. you name your hamster after me? That that's probably be his oldest trouble. name. Huh? I say I say false because. Fabio Mbappe seems like a very agreeable person, a very nice guy. I don't think he would disrespect Neymar like that by naming his pet after Messi. I feel like Neymar loves Messi though. He'd probably like, you know, be the godparent or something. Eh, still, I think that Do hamsters have godparents. Maybe Fabio okay. Mbappe's hamster has a godparent. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. Just kidding. I'm going to say false. I'm gonna very good. I'm very good, boys. He named it uh, Jenna Jameson because he's fappy and bappy. (laughs) You you know Jenna Jameson was around before fappy and bappy was probably born, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So basically, I tried to I basically tried to pair that reference back so you guys would understand and maybe some (laughs) of our older listeners would understand. I don't know. Just what's the answer? Come on. It's false. It's false. But I was going to ask you guys what you think his hamster would be called. Jenna well, Jameson is one bizarre answer. Do we have any others? Zlatan, of course. You, you name everything after Zlatan. A Zlamster. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, there you Ronaldo. go. Ronaldo. It's called Ronaldo. Ooh. Well, he did actually have posters of Ronaldo in his room in those pictures where he's all been shown a hundred times from Clairefontaine. So, yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, oh, you don't know. All right. I thought you knew. No, I've just made it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you I'm think too, his hamster is called? Uh, Dave. Anyway, let's move on. I'm two for two, um, by the way. Yeah, keeping someone's keeping score this week. Marvelous work, Brooksy. Because well I'm done. winning. Yeah. That's why I'm well, let's see how this one gets you two, then. Right? No, you didn't. I'm going to throw this one at you. Well, let's go to Stoke. Joe so Allen. We well, we have to just for this brief. We've been to Selhurst Park, so we're slightly moving up in the sure. world. We're going okay. to Stoke. Yeah. Uh, via a hamster. Um, Joe Allen's wife is called Joe Allen. True or false? <laughs> I, I say false, but he he does have a chicken named Joe Allen. You might remember <laughs> Joe Allen cover star for Chicken and Egg magazine. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying his his side chick's called Joe? But his, not yeah, his, his, chick, his right? side chick is Joe Allen. Boom, yeah. boom. Nice yeah, I'll say Joe. Different spelling. Definitely got that J O. But yeah, let's 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 go for it. Uh, I think I'm going to give the points to Theo on this one. Uh, Joe Allen's wife is called Lacey Joe Allen. So, like, uh, lives in a trailer park in Alabama-style name. Lacey Joe. Wait, hold on. Oh, okay. Last name is Allen, and her her first and middle name are Lacey Joe? Lacey Joe is a That's double-barreled a, the, first yeah, name. Yeah, it's like a name. So it's Joe. Oh, That's okay. her name. Lace, hey, Lacey Joe. Wow. I'm going to pig, Piggly Wiggly. Do you want something? <laughs> yeah, they sound like a pretty... Trailer trash yeah, couple, get me actually. Some smokes, please, Lacey <laughs> Joe. Yeah, there you go. So wow. La- Lacey Joe is her name, and there's pictures of her on uh, the Daily Fail. Is she and, Lacey? Uh, she's she's a very very tattooed lady. Both her legs are covered in tattoos. Fun stuff. Fun stuff for you there. But anyway, Brooks, your uh, your your 
undefeated run has come to a oh. sad, sad yeah, end. Yeah, fuck you. Well, then let's stop keeping score now. I, f- I forgot. The All right, now. then let's move on to uh, the name that may or may be may or may not be the name of Mbappe's hamster, Mr. Leo Messi. He's got a new contract coming at him from Barcelona. He is going to earn four thousand euros per hour after tax. Draw or false. Now this is a tricky one because I've seen a lot of conflicting reports on the actual numbers of this contract. All I know is it's a lot. It's a lot more than I am making, and yeah. uh, so I'll say true. It might as well be true, even if it isn't. What did you say, 4,000? Uh, yeah, 4,000 euros an hour, per hour, every single goddamn hour. Nah, I think it's more. I think he makes that per minute, if I'm not mistaken, of a football match, not of a day. Uh, that's not why I asked you. Yeah, that's a False. scale. False. Well, this one, according to the Good Saints at Bleacher Report, is true. Well, actually, I'll put a caveat on that because they said after tax, and I think that after tax and before tax figures might be identical depending <laughs> yeah. on how much tax Messi, this is Messi he wants to pay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the figure being given is €3,995, aka €4,000 per hour after tax. And, uh, you know, total cost of the deal is going to be €450 million Euros plus exclusive image rights that's got to be worth another 10 or 20 million on top of that as well for Messi's image rights well another big part of that contract part of that deal um is that if he does get caught again for tax evasion and has to serve a jail sentence Sergio Busquets has to serve it for him that's a stipulation in the new deal yeah seems fair yeah very seems fair fair. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Busquets will be lying on the floor in the prison cell sneaking through his eyes <laughs> sneaking through his hands <laughs> No, I yeah, don't want to do that. He my... seems adept at being in prison. Just going to leave that there. <laughs> what does that mean? That, I have no idea what that means. It's for the but, listeners um, to decide. Just I, I, one comment on Reddit caught my eye. I'm reading a Reddit thread about this uh, contract. Uh, in Brazilian Haish, or Haish, however you say the Brazilian currency, two hours of messy time is my <laughs> annual income, and I'm not even that poor. That puts it into, con- into a bit of perspective there, doesn't it? How wow. much, how absurd it is, how much Messi is earning to kick a ball around in a very nice fashion. I feel like if you extrapolate, he is that much better than you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably justified. Yeah, I get that. Just like, that. not even at football, like just as a guy. <laughs> well, okay, his dog is much bigger than my dog, which I don't own. Yep. Yeah. I'll give him that. He has a lot leg, more tattoos uh, than you. Leg tattoos. You much more leg tattoos, much more terrible leg tattoos. He's got, uh, you know. Yeah, let's not go on. I don't want to ruin your confidence. We got a lot of show left, so let's just keep it moving, huh? I didn't really think this was about me, to be honest. Neil, but <laughs> no, thanks for dragging it's me true. It's, about you, it's right? about you. It's always about you. It's about some Brazilian dude who earns two hours of messy time a year. Anyway, let's move on. One last one for you, Robert Lewandowski, who's he has aged terribly in the last week or so. The brand, hasn't he? Robert, the brand yeah. Lewandowski. When the waves Robert of branding brand crash over you time and time again, aging starts well, to show. The, the stress of branding has obviously made his hair turn completely grey. Hope he uh, hope he deals with that shortly. But Robert Lewandowski, we were told after you know after his career, he wanted to become a brand and just a just a logo or something or whatever he wants to do with his life. But uh, he's actually given us a, a new answer to what he wants to become. Robert Lewandowski wants to be a race car driver after he retires. True or false? I say true. Uh, Robert Lewandowski is a man of many talents, uh, hair dyeing, not one of them, of course. 
But yeah. I believe he's also a karate expert, if I'm not mistaken. I know his wife is. But is I, he really? But I think he also does karate and may or may not have gotten Isn't a black he too belt. big for karate? He's like eight foot tall. Well, Zlatan is a black belt in Taekwondo, and he's uh, yeah. okay. 25 True. feet tall. So uh, yeah. it, it can be done. So, yeah, I know his wife is a uh, karate expert or martial artist, um, but I think he is too. So he's a lot of talents. I, I believe he could do that, yeah. Okay. I mean... Yeah. The brand is clearly on fucking steroids if he's turned into race cars, so I'm going to say true. Everything with the brand in yeah. mind. Uh, Renaissance man on the move in a race well, car. Well, that, that totally fits the, the the brand ideal because race car drivers wear those suits with all the logos, sponsor yeah. logos all over them. So that makes perfect sense. Maybe he will be his own sponsor. It'll be like the Lewandowski-sponsored <laughs> Robert Lewandowski car. Yeah. That would be so impressive. much, so much branding potential. It's wonderful. Well, the story is true, and he gave an interview to is. Playboy magazine. Playboy magazine, which is still a thing, Jenna still Jameson exists? fans. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice throwback in this episode. But I get the feeling he was just maybe, you know, maybe he's bored in an interview here. He's sitting at Bayern Munich headquarters. Bayern Munich are like half owned by Audi. He's probably sitting there staring at an Audi, and the guy said, "What do you want to do when you to retire?" He's like, "Don't know, cars." <laughs> just like the first thing he sees maybe he was like brands and they're like what he was like have cars have you seen this about <laughs> yeah, same thing yeah Andre, uh, Andre Villas-Boas of course is it, uh, racing in the Dakar uh, the, the, the Dakar rally, rally now yeah. so yeah so maybe he could be his co-pilot and that for a little while that would be fun I, I can't wait until he gets uh, sacked halfway through the rally and uh, Roberto Di Matteo finishes out the race for him to, to win it all <laughs> that'll be great yeah well, I think what will happen in the Dakar rally is like everyone will be on the start line. The, the race will say go, but he'll still be there, like giving a PowerPoint presentation and, <laughs> and uh, handing everyone large folders full of data before he sets off. That's probably how Vias Bursa do it. They're boring, boring man. Anyway, that concludes Truaya, the winner this week. Me, me. I think we'll give it to Theo because you both know about being in the league. When I when I stopped keeping score, you don't got to give it to me because I just took it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> When I stopped keeping score, I was winning. That's all that matters. All I do is protect the truth like my boy Carlos Volcano. <laughs> there you go. Respect. And let's all agree that Carlos Volcano is our god, and let's move on. Thank you very much. That was Truaya. Bye! Fuck you. <laughs> oh. This week's supporter shout-out goes to AJ Albright. A hearty neck grab to you, AJ. We'll be getting you a beautiful Dirty Tackle t-shirt out your way. And uh, we'll be getting a lot more in stock soon. So if you haven't received your shirt yet, we appreciate your patience. It'll be in the mail to you very, very soon. But if you don't have a Dirty Tackle shirt coming your way, what are you waiting for? They make the perfect holiday gift for yourself or for someone you like even more than yourself. Get one by going to patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle and supporting the show. We've got some other great rewards, so check it out and brighten the holidays for someone special, including us. Again, that's patreon.com slash tackle, and it's all fully endorsed by Santa Claus, so no worries there. And a little known fact, the uh, DT Law Enforcement Alliance states that if you are wearing a Dirty Tackle t-shirt inside of a football stadium when you are defecating or peeing, you will not be thrown out. <laughs> yes. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for that kind of behavior. That is handy. It is. It really is, yeah. I've used it yeah. a lot already. Wow. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Take notes, Callum. <laughs> yeah, I have no advent calendar candy left, so I've been going I mean, to town. 
<laughs> I'd suggest we send one to Callum, but based on his dietary habits, he's not going to live long enough for it to arrive <laughs> in, in Sunderland. <laughs> no, I mean, he's got to eat something besides Advent counter chocolates. He must be all the way through 25 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he's on Advent 2024 at this point. He's on his fourth calendar of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is, mate. <laughs> What? Is he Australian now? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, mate. It's what English people talk like when they've had 16 strongbow ciders, yeah. Well, they all sound like Ringo Starr. It sounds like Luke Shaw. <laughs> there you go, mate. Oh, I can't believe I've been playing in games and people been saying I'm good. Oh, I don't have to go in the cage anymore. What a, what a life. What a life. It's a Christmas miracle for Luke Shaw. <laughs> All right, let's do some life ref. It's the life ref. He refs your life. So you better watch out. He's gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. Let's do some life ref. Let's do some life ref. Jingle bells, life ref smells. Theo. Laid an egg. But I was wearing the Dirty Taco t-shirt, so it was okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't get in trouble. (laughs) Man City, they had a game at the weekend. They They did? On another late goal. They they did. But that's not the story. The story here is a tweet from Sam Lee of Goal.com. Sammy Lee, he's back. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sure. If you know him, if you don't know him, we'll continue. Uh, so basically, he's suggesting that Man City, outside of their matches, they have this blue carpet, yeah? And the players hop off the coach, they high-five the fans, and they go into the stadium to do what they're paid to do. Sam Lee suggested that uh, City employees around that activation zone were telling fans, any fans oh, filming the players getting off the bus zone. are being <laughs> encouraged <laughs> Just that phrase alone. Hey, Theo, wind it back a bit. Activation zone. Explain that phrase for me. That's where Alex Hunter lives. His home is the activation zone. Yeah, he lives in the activation (laughs) zone. It's like the last last stage of global guts is the activation zone. The activation zone zone. in the tunnel club. No, it's right before. I just just made... That's just a generic term. I mean, your stupid club has an activation zone too, only they paint like fucking cabbages on kids' faces or something instead. (laughs) Great activation. All right, anyway, Sam Lee says that city employees were encouraging fans that while they filmed players coming off the coach, obviously famous players coming off the coach, everyone wants a selfie, da-da-da-da. He said that in their other hand, the hand not holding the mobile phone, they were being encouraged to slap hands with the free hand of the similar fan next to them. Now picture that. What a crazy, crazy thing to do. And I hope that no one took this suggestion seriously. So, Theo, let's let's break this down. So if you and I are in the activation zone filming the players with <laughs> our phones. That's not an official name. I just you said those cabbage words. Cabbage face losers. It's official now. So if you and I are in the activation okay. zone filming the players each <laughs> sure. with our phones, we each have yeah. You're about to make some one content in the, the activation phone. zone. We each have yes. one free hand. He, this is what's being City, prescribed, yes? City is suggesting that you and I slap hands, each other's hands, like a couple Allegedly. of goobers. Allegedly and, via Sammy Lee, yes. And make some kind of clapping noise. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
It also sounds nearly impossible to sync up enough with a stranger to yeah. be able to clap coherently. Yeah, this is a red for well, me. Well, it's guys. just like high fiving over never... and over again. It can be done. You look ridiculous. No, the doing pitch, it. the sound wouldn't, the sound it makes would not sound sound correct. You it's have to make really clap. nice contact sound. each time. It'll be too hard. I know, because like, how are you going to film? Right, like, see what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it would with ruin phone, your, but your also video. be looking at the fan next to you's elbow so that you make perfect. Connection yeah. well, with the high five clap sound. The force of the of the clapping high five would ruin your video. You'd be shaking all over the place. And what if um, the it's doctor from idea. Scrubs who does the really hard high fives is the person next to you? Then that would just exactly. be really painful. Yeah, totally out of question in my mind. Straight red. This is although absolutely I, I, straight. Red. I think this this would be a straight red if it if I thought for one second that the person was being serious. I think this might be. Um, some famous British dry wit. And I wouldn't dream of using any dry wit on either of you two, by the way. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, I think this might be dry wit here. So he followed it up, huh? He followed it up with a quote. I put quote in quotation marks because it's on Twitter, so it's not a real quote. He said, we've been in workshops for hours about this all week. It was all said tongue in cheek, but with the distinct impression that it's legit. So he hints at a dry wit, but maybe says that it was a misguided dry wit. I don't know. I'm not English. I don't know how this shit works. So they, they, they probably said it as a joke, but hoping that people would actually do it. It's one of those. Sounds yeah. stupid jokes. to me. Maybe so. Either way, it's very funny. It is. I enjoy it. I'm Red giving it a play on. Oh, all right. Fuck I it. just want to see it happen. <laughs> I want to see someone in the activation zone with a cabbage on their face being stupid enough to try it. Well, you'll have to go to Selhurst Park wherever you enjoy your football because yeah. that's what their activation zone is all about. No one enjoys their football at Selhurst Park. <laughs> yeah, but the activation zone is lit. When they have their roof, Ryan, people will be loving it there. Oh. God, when they I become one of the so many much. football stadiums with a roof. Uh, it's going to be great. When they get that bunk bed football stadium, there's going to be <laughs> so much more room for activations. <laughs> We're doing golf next week, right? Golf instead, yeah? Golf. Golf. We're doing golf instead of football, yeah? For golf. I hate this game too much to talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, how do you feel about okay. this? Yeah. What's what's next up on the life roughing? Uh, I recently watched a fantastic film, as I mentioned to you all some time ago. The Ronaldo film. Mm. The fact that it hasn't won an Oscar, outrageous to me. Well, it's but only been out film, about two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the first time they didn't give it one, and then to pass it up again next year, ridiculous. Yeah, it's cruel. <laughs> it's very cruel. Very so, so you'll see in this film, there's a there's a very, very cute scene where Ronaldo Jr., spawn of Ronaldo, that you also learned in the movie was created by a science experiment, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Radioactive spider. Radioactive yeah. spider. He's a very big Leo Messi fan. They clearly left out a uh, very specific part of the formula where he should be a Ronaldo fan because that's his dad. But he's a big Leo Messi fan. He loves the guy. And he says... That Messi is his idol, the Barcelona icon, the arch nemesis of his dad, Cristiano Ronaldo, is his icon. Wait, he, Boys, he admitted he, it? He finally yeah, admitted it? Yeah, he put it? it in an Instagram post on his child Instagram. Okay, first of all, his son has an Instagram? Well, herein lies the question, Brooksy. Herein lies the question. In an Instagram post that has since been deleted. So maybe he deleted his Instagram. Couldn't handle it. There's also lots of evidence to suggest it was never his in the first place. So this is where the, this is where the debate lies, Theoe. But there, this is common knowledge, no? Well, I've for people that have this. watched the Ronaldo movie and people that have not, that Ronaldo Jr. is a big Messi fan. Well, I've written about this on Dirty Tackle for for years now. There you go. This has been my conspiracy the theory that uh, Ronaldo's son 
loves Messi more than his own dad because there's been a lot of evidence. So there was uh, Ronaldo's mother on her Instagram, which is legit, uh, posted a photo of the two of them. And on uh, Ronaldo Jr.'s iPad, you can see he's watching Messi videos. Then at one of the Ballon d'Or galas, he got, got all excited when he got to meet Messi. And Ronaldo right. hinted that, you know, he, he, liked, he liked Messi. And then also, uh, when they were celebrating one of Ronaldo's Ballon d'Or wins at Real Madrid, in front of the cameras, uh, he was overheard, the son was overheard, saying how Messi still has more Ballon d'Ors than his dad does. So there's been an undercurrent of Messi love there for a while. And if it's been finally confirmed, that would be pretty amazing. But how is this a life ref case? What, is, what are we refing here? Basically, if you're the son of Cristiano Ronaldo, is it okay for Lionel Messi to be your idol? Uh, sure. I mean, as we know, when you're a kid growing up, you like to needle your parents every now and then. You know, they make you go to bed early. You do things to push their buttons. And I think this is, this is him pushing his dad's buttons. You know, his dad keeps having more kids that are, that are taking away from attention from him. So this is his uh, cry for attention, I think. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. Kid can do what he wants. And obviously, he's very lucky to be Ronaldo's son. He'll never have to lift a finger in his life if he doesn't want to. But, you know, isn't this a bit like Don Jr. going and saying how much he loves Hillary? <laughs> that would be hilarious. But <laughs> it's what it appears like. I tend to side with Brooks a little bit more. I think that... Not, he's not kneeling his dad. I think he's motivating his dad. Again, his son was created in a laboratory, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> with the only goal in mind to have Cristiano Ronaldo win as many Ballon d'Ors as possible. So <laughs> in that vein, he is constantly on his dad's back, motivating him to be better than his idol, Lionel Messi, and it's working. Well, makes sense. Theo, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there also a scene in the movie when uh, the older Cristiano asked his son if he wants to be a footballer, and his son said he, that he wanted to be a goalkeeper. And older yes. Cristiano got all upset. Like, how can you say that you want to be a striker? I can goals? confirm. So so I would say that that does uh, – it shows that little Ronaldo does have a bit of needler in him. Yeah. That He's got a bit of bants. He's got some sick bants. All right. Next Life Ref case. We have a Lielstrom player that's in Norway, for those of you keeping score at home, who had won the Norwegian Cup – he placed his genitals inside the trophy. Now, there's a photo of this <laughs> on the Telegraph, and it doesn't look like anyone's too offended. Um, it looks like it fits pretty well. Uh, it, is a, it is a cup, and I'm pretty sure this is what cups are intended to do to protect one's genitals. The trophy was like a, uh, a large the Norwegian cylinder, FA. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if he's taken up all the space or not, but all I'm saying is <laughs> yeah. it provides ample coverage. You should also make it clear he is butt-naked. Yes, butt naked. But naked looking on very stage composed, but butt naked on stage. And um, so a member of the Norwegian FA said that he would have preferred the defender to show the cup a little more respect. Do you guys agree with this member of the Norwegian FA that this is maybe not the most respectful thing to do? Or are you guys saying you win a trophy, you go crazy? I agree with this player's member being inside that cup, frankly. Massive <laughs> play on from me. Massive yeah. hard play on from me. Yep, me as well. I'm going to be the stiffly Stifferson and say red card. I think this is pretty Good choice gross. of and, A red uh, card. I wouldn't want to touch that trophy after he had his junk all up in it. Is it because you I mean, think like the next winner's going to drink champagne out of it and then it'll get like... Yeah, that's like, the thing. I mean, people, the more traditional trophy celebration is to, you know, pour some beer and champagne stuff in it and drink out of it. 
And I don't want to be drinking out of, uh, you know, someone's dick holster. Dick cup. <laughs> dick holster. Well, maybe that's a tradition in Norway. You don't know. Maybe this is it's, what they it's do. Not, no, it's not. No, I don't think it no. is. Yeah. People are a bit upset with it. <laughs> but it seems it's all turned out well. I mean, he... Like uh, another legend in footballing circles, Callum, whatever his name is, has apologized for his transgressions. Everyone seems to be okay with it. Let me put it. Let me put it this way to you, boys. Brooks, how many times have you been to Norway? Zero. Theo, how many times have you been to Norway? Twenty-seven. <laughs> well, I've been there twenty-eight times, and I've never seen anybody offended when I've put my dick inside a cup standing <laughs> naked in the airport. So, frankly, well, I think it's fine. That's that's true. The, the, the Norwegian people in general seem like a very easygoing people so they would probably find the humor in it but uh yeah. yeah if if i won the trophy next season i i think i'd say it's all right you keep it i'll uh i'll just take the medal and uh and move on yeah so we want to see basically psg win the champions league and neymar to put his junk in the uh in the European <laughs> Cup. that's the next stage right i i think yeah i think he would definitely do that I mean, if he's not thinking that after reading this story, then he's not a football well, with any ambition. Exactly. See, I, I think his dad would do that. I think his dad would take it from him and then do that himself and then have a giant orgy. Yeah. That is the, that is the only action that I would approve of for an activation zone existing. That's, that's what it's made for. That's what yeah. it's made for. That would be a true activation zone. Wow. So is that two play-ons and a red card for me? Theo used to play on too? Yeah, that's a massive play-on for me. Uh oh. You know, if you can if you can impregnate that damn thing and make another one, go for it. <laughs> make little baby trophies. Yeah. Clever. Okay. Final life ref case. We have Millwall supporters stealing God. a Sheffield United supporter's prosthetic leg and taking it out on the town with them, photographing it at pubs, in the streets, having pints. <laughs> Wait, Mil- Millwall supporters stealing something? That's shocking. I can't believe that. I have this a real is hard horrible. Time believing that one. They were voted Family Club of 2017, and they're yeah. stealing things. Most beloved club in the universe, Millwall. Their fans would never do anything uh, wrong. Never, never steal a prosthetic leg. I, I say this is false. This is true. Are you still right? I say this is false. No, no, this is not false, man. There are many, many solid sources that have an at in front of their name talking all about it on the Twitters. There's screenshotted WhatsApp conversations. There's photos of the leg in a nice boat shoe with pints of beer around it. (laughs) Well, if there's screenshotted WhatsApp uh, conversations, how can you possibly dispute it? Exactly. Yeah. This is is just awful, and it's probably a pretty good representation of Millwall fans. One of the closest clubs to where I grew up was Millwall, and horrible people when you go as an away fan it's a horrible experience you go down this metal tunnel you're separated from all other fans you have de- separate transport because they're such fucking animals one of my <laughs> biggest uh one of my biggest memories is when, when you go to Millwall and you the away supporters are put behind the goal and the fans who are closest to them on the next stand over like over the other side of the corner flag they like most of them don't watch the game they just face the away fans <laughs> and shout things at them i'm being serious they don't I even believe face you, the yeah. play and like I could, I be, I can remember being like maybe like thirteen or fourteen years old. My first time in there, I think it was, and uh, my team Wimbledon were winning. And there's a guy holding his little kid, maybe a two or three year old kid, and like doing the cutthroat gesture to us while holding his kid. <laughs> was the kid doing like, it as well? well yeah, the kid, knew, the kid knew what was going on. It was probably probably these days he's probably doing it himself. Yeah. So 
yeah, I, I, you know, they're terrible people, and I've like, seen them do it. This is just a horrible story, though. It's horrible. I don't know. Yeah, this let's, is a let's, red card. Let's uh, let's look at Millwall's 2017. So they won Family Club of the Year, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are you I serious? guess proof. They Proof is in the pudding with that? the stolen leg. Uh, they've handcuffed a policeman to a fence. I missed that one. <laughs> they defended themselves against terrorists. Very, very uh, noble. Uh, they invaded the pitch at Wembley, and they stole an away fan's false leg. Good year for them. <laughs> oh, that was all just this year. Yeah, it was That's hot a- 2017. <laughs> wow. That's a full year. Wow. Millwall. Never a dull moment at Millwall. But I just like how this podcast has become... Ryan shitting on every other uh, group of supporters across England. lower division London team. Yeah, yeah. just other, <laughs> if, if you're another team in South London, then you're getting shit on by me. Yes, that's basically it. We need to have some uh, subscriber some... unsubscribe accordingly. Yeah, if if you support another uh, South London uh, club, we'll have you on the show, and you can refute Ryan's claims, besmirchments of your of your club. Yeah, I'm tired of this one-way traffic. Red card to Ryan Bailey. Music, yeah. that's the end of the life ref. Wow. <laughs> they were some... Just some kidding. It's crazy, a yellow. Play on. Crazy life ref <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's that's a whole lot of insanity in that, in that life refing session. Wow. So that is all for regular time. Join us for Extra Time, where we'll discuss the World Cup draw. Some shenanigans, shenanigans afoot in the World Cup draw. We'll have to get to, get to the bottom of that. We'll also discuss the newly formed Yorkshire national team. That's actually a thing. Yeah, believe it or not. And we'll discuss the vicious attack on Lionel Messi's statue, which we know was not perpetrated by Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. Maybe his father, but not not the son. And uh, we'll also get to the bottom of who is the king of dirty tackles. We will declare a true king of dirty tackles all in extra time. I know who it is. Well, save it for extra time. Thank you to producer Bobo Martino, a man who puts Santa Claus to shame. Bobo! He's the best. On social media, we are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, You can find me at Activation Zone. I'm holding up (laughs) one half of the high five. Come and join me. (laughs) Don't leave him hanging. He He needs to make some noise for Raheem Sterling as he walks into the stadium. Uh, Theo, what is your Twitter handle? It's at Theo Messi DT. You ask me every time. Your memory must be fucking horrible. It, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> like like Ryan, I was also kicked in the face many times. <laughs> it was a ghost. It, yeah, it was. It's always a ghost. <laughs> it's always a ghost with you, Theo. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see you next time or on extra time, but we'll see you sometime. Love Peace. you. Night, night. Tuck you in later. See you in the activation zone. One, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of whiskey.